Hey, I'm Jackie Rogers, and this is the Weird Smart Podcast. This is a show about how one marketing agency blends crazy ideas with clever strategies to give businesses a truly unique edge. From local businesses to startups and beyond, you'll get a firsthand glimpse at how the Ware Stewart team approaches branding, marketing, strategy, and more. Let's get after it. Welcome to another episode of the Weird Smart Podcast. This is a show about how to tap into your brand's individuality to help your business distinguish itself from the competition. I'm your host, Jackie Rogers, and I'm the social media strategist here at Wear Stewart. My guest today is Rachel Baker, an extremely talented designer here at the t- on the team. Um, and I've invited her here today to talk to us about saving yourself from time-wasting mistakes when developing your business's brand. Rachel. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Jackie. I'm so excited to be here. This is my first ever podcast. This is your first ever podcast? Yes. I've never been on a podcast, and you've made me feel very comfortable and excited to do this. I just want everyone to know that we are actually sitting on the floor right now, just so it feels like a casual conversation, which is helping my nerves. I'm so, I'm so glad. Yeah, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be fun, and I actually enjoy sitting on the floor for that same reason. It just <laughs> it's very cozy and it's very casual. Yeah. And Is it unprofessional to say we're sitting on the floor, do you think? I only think it gets weird when we start mentioning like the the liquor we're hiding behind us. There is some in here. Don't tell them. We're that. not drinking it. No. But it is here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards. Um Rachel, I have to tell you when I was telling people that I wanted to do this podcast I had several people approach me like, you need to get Rachel on here to talk about design. Several people. And it's been weeks of me asking you, like, gently (laughs) if you wanted to sit on the floor with me and talk about design. Because I've seen your stuff. You're very talented. And you obviously know what you're doing. So Thank you. You're welcome. I did not pay Jackie to say that. (laughs) Maybe I did. (laughs) Not yet, anyhow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I will demand royalties. Um, no, but um, so I figured you'd be a really good person to talk to, um, like give our audience some advice about like, you know, we get people who who want to create a brand new brand or rebrand or just think that like, you know, help want to help people see beyond like the colors and the logos and what mm-hmm. a brand can actually do for their business. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be. I'm going to be quizzing you. Yes. Not quizzing you, just asking you. Quiz me. (laughs) Hopefully I'm prepared. I think you will be. Um, So really one of the first questions I wanted to ask you is, um, how do you know that if a brand is going to be successful or not? Like what... Like, where does that conversation happen with a client? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... um, you some of the key metrics that you can look at to know if your brand is successful is um, is your audience engaging with you? Um, do you have the target audience that you're wanting? Um, are you consistent? Is your brand look and feel consistent across touch points 
And um, as a business, um, we know we always want to be gaining market share. And so um, just looking at metrics like that, are we um, are we gaining market share? Do we feel like we're losing our customer base? That might point to the fact that we have a messaging problem or a branding problem that we need to solve. Um, so just things like that. How does your, um, are you creating brand loyalty? Are your, how do your customers talk about you when you're not listening? Um, are people, um, you know, super engaged on social media with you? Things like that. There's a lot of different things you can look at to yeah. gauge that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you said something interesting about, like, understanding where your marketing share is and if it's spreading. Um, what are some, like, especially for, like, let's say, like, a local business, how do they know if they are gaining market share? Mm-hmm. Like, is it just people using the, I don't know, like, grabbing their stickers and posting them around town? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... Um you know, is just something as simple as, is your business doing well? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the great things to look at is, are we creating repeat customers? Um, you know, are people coming back time and time again because you've created a unique product or experience for them that is um, available nowhere else? Um, so, you know, anybody can come and engage with a brand um, one time. And, you know, that's not necessarily a great metric for measuring success because you want people to come back again and again. Um, you know, we see things like Apple where, where Apple's just created um, and just an insane fan base that just, you know, is almost like has a cult-like following. Um, and so, you know, that's always the goal is keeping customers that are um, your own basically fan base and having them become brand ambassadors is really um, a key to to gauging your success that's fantastic yeah and I you know just thinking about the things that like I stick with like for instance I switched to Apple because of the fan base because I had mm-hmm. a very distinct line between like my the friends I could hang out with and the friends I could not when I had things to <laughs> it's, do it's polarizing isn't it <laughs> and Android people are the same way mm-hmm. um, as Apple people you know just equally as devoted to their own brand as as Apple people yeah, it's true. Yeah, like, um, I don't know if you know the Clubhouse app yet, but when that rolled out, it only rolled out to Apple users. Mm. And there was, like, a little tiff on social media <laughs> for the Android users who could not get onto it. But now they can, so good for them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was really cool. Um, so my next question for you is I, I want to kind of dive into, like, the grander vision of a brand. So... Um, mm. When thinking about that bigger vision for a business and their brand, what are some things that are helpful to understand before developing it starts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on both um, like our side and then the client side, we always want to start with why. Um, why is um, do we need to talk about a br- um, if you're doing a new brand? That's obvious, but if we're doing something like a rebrand, usually it's because something is not working something's broken, um, we need to be better in certain areas. Um, and so we always want to assess um, the problems first. Um, what's not working? Is our audience changing? Um, are we trying to shift with them? Is our company internally changing? Are we going in a different direction? And we need our brand to reflect that and evolve to be um, more representative of who we are now. Um, 
So that's something to look at for sure. Um, on the other side of that, you also want to look at your audience. Um, and so that's things like demographics, um, you know, age, location, gender, um, and things like that. And then the psychographics, which are a little bit more of the soft side of, you know, who are these people? What are their dreams and goals? What's the lifestyle they're looking to achieve? Um, kind of like what's going on in their head? Like um, what kind of brands do they want in their life and want to engage with, and then also the media that they engage with um, so that we can be sure with the new brand to meet them in those channels that they're on. That's awesome. Um, I love that. So, and I don't know, I feel like when I got into marketing, like I was always on the on the strategy side. So developing a brand, it's not, it's not my strong suit. I'm not a designer, I'm not like that creative. Um, but I always find that so interesting to be able to like dig into these strategic aspects of the business to help it grow, and that's what fires up the design and the creativity that goes mm-hmm. into like, you know, the brand look and feel. Yeah, absolutely. That you're right. The design is always um, flowing out of the strategy. Um, so we never just want to make something that's beautiful for the sake of being beautiful because if you do something that is that looks great but the message is off then you're not going to be able to engage with your audience at the end of the day the message and the creative have to marry together in a way that makes it relevant for your audience that's awesome yeah. beautiful so i want to switch gears a little bit um because i feel like businesses they'll sometimes depending on like if they're a local business or if they're trying to be more of a national brand or, you know, whatever it is, they have to um, decide really. It's like a decision they have to make if they want to be like, um, what am I trying to say, like a radical differentiator Mm -hmm. in their niche. Now, when does it behoove someone (laughs) to be that kind of like radical idea or um, that radical brand versus, I don't know, like, if you're a donut shop, calling yourself a donut shop. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, um, I think, in in my opinion, um, in order to thrive and really stand out in today's market, you pretty much every time do need to be radically different. Um, you need to have at least one key component of your business that nobody else is doing um, just foundationally, and then we can also work on expressing that visually. Um, so I think that, you know, the standard kind of metric everyone always points to is that we are bombarded with about 5,000 messages a day, but that is probably before social media came into the picture. Mm-hmm. And if you can just imagine how much social media has, and just being on our smartphones constantly has amplified the number of messages we see every day, um, then you, we are competing not just on our local community playing field business-wise, not even just in the U.S., but it's a global competition now. And so in order to stand out, if you are that donut shop, you know, there's a hundred donut shops in our town. And so to really stand out, um, you want to do something that's totally different. Like maybe you make donuts out of 
cotton candy or, you know, what, whatever it is. You know, you invented the cronut, which was a big thing for a while. Um, so as long as you have that one thing that makes your brand different and then visually, we love doing things that are, when appropriate, just kind of off the wall, like really going to grab someone's attention. Um, and um, rather than kind of playing it safe, you know, seeing how far that we can we can push that. And so we love when our clients come and they just trust us to do that and just create something really fun and something that's going to be really memorable um, because when you're looking at thousands of brand messages a day coming at you through social media advertising or billboards, um, you really do um, have to be radically different. That's great. And I don't mean to put you on the spot, but is there a project that you've recently worked on that particularly sticks out to you? Oh, gosh. I love all of our projects. Let me think about that. I would say just one because it's recent and it's top of mind. That was a lot of fun. Um, We did a rebrand for Augusta Office Solutions, um, which is an office supply company, really fun people um, doing really great work. Um, And when you have something like office supplies, you know, it conjures up visions of, you know, cubicles and maybe not necessarily the most exciting thing. Um, our client may disagree with that, but we, but we wanted to, when we felt that we could do something that was, um, fun in that space, because when you have a product that's just meat and potatoes, it's paper, it's paper clips. Um, you really do have to find that fun visual niche to make that different because you're not competing on product at that point. You're competing on brand differentiation. And so we wanted to do something just visually exciting. So we did like their color palette is like lime green and purple. We did this crazy pattern that they can wrap all of their paper in and their boxes, um, just really pushing for exciting packaging and, um, just just visually really fun, really fun. And so we're going to see that roll out in our market really soon. Um, but, you know, something, a, cha- a company like that is always a challenge um, when you really are competing on service and brand rather than product. It really, it, it does open doors of opportunity for us to do something visually exciting. That's really cool. I cannot wait to see that, by yeah. the way. I saw, <laughs> I saw a couple mock-ups that you were working on. They looked really cool. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, I guess I've got one more question for you. Great. So for the audience listening today, what's one thing that they can do to evaluate the strength of their brand today? Mm -hmm. Um, I think uh, there's kind of a couple different ways to you can approach that. Um, One that I always think about practically, and this is something that we see with a lot of our clients, is how does our brand work in a digital environment? Because so many people are engaging with your brand, first of all, in a digital space, they're on their phones, they're finding you on social media, you know, they're, they're Google mapping you going to the website, things like that. So how does your brand stand up on a screen the size of a couple, you know, of a graham cracker, basically? (laughs) So you're, you know, you want to make sure your logo reduces well, that it's highly legible at a small size, that you have um, social assets that work well at small sizes, Um, and all the way up to billboard sizes. So today's brands have to be just 
uber flexible in the spaces they inhabit everything from a favicon which is like 40 by 40 pixels um you know to um a banner on the side of the yankee stadium your brand has to look really fabulous um, in all of those contexts and uh, there's a lot of practical ways that we can approach doing that and setting somebody up with a brand toolkit that really thrives in all of those contexts um And then a little bit more on the soft side, like me and Jackie were talking about earlier, just are you creating brand loyalty? Do you see people coming back again and again um, to your brand to engage with you? And if not, then um, then we can look at that messaging problem. Maybe there's something we can, um, you know, reevaluate and rebrand to help bring those customers in. Beautiful. Rachel. This has been such a good conversation. It has. Thank you, Jackie. It was, no, it was very good, and you did great. You didn't Thank sound you. nervous at all. Thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I only threw up once before, so <laughs> before we recorded. Oh, my gosh. No, she did not. Um, all right. Well, for everyone who's listening, thanks so much for tuning in today. Um, if you want to see any of the case studies that Rachel has done, you can just go ahead and visit our site, or I've added some links at the bottom of this episode, um, and that's it for today. Tune in next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Weird Smart Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our channel for the latest episodes and offerings and follow all that's happening at Wear Stewart. See you next time.